Hey friend, what are you thinking about today? Well, I'm thinking about a few things. I'm thinking about starting school. I'm thinking about my messy house. I'm thinking about book projects. I'm thinking about book launches. I have a couple of books coming out this fall. There are so many things that I'm thinking about. And sometimes it can be overwhelming. So I have a blog that I put in the show notes called A Few Important Thoughts That Will Transform Your Schedule. So I just wanted to share this and then we're going to introduce the guest in just a minute. So first of all, take time to ponder where you're falling short. Now, I'm not going to leave it there. We're not just going to sit here and dwell on all the things that we're doing wrong. But really, we're going to talk about using that and turning it around and making decisions based on those things. So for example, years ago when I had little kids and then I had my son, um, before we adopted the girls, we had my son who was in his high teens. I just knew that my little kids were taking so much of my attention. So putting that down, jotting that down, instead of saying like, I'm a bad mom, or I don't spend enough time with my son, I thought, what could I do to spend time with him? And we ended up going on a road trip and we ended up going to a concert together and having a fun time. So really take time to ponder where you're falling short with the idea of figuring out where you need to make good choices after that. Number two, take time to build teamwork with your family. Now we're talking about transforming your schedule. And I think one of the things we do with our family is that we feel like we're the ones who are always um, doing all the work and then we feel bad. We have negative thoughts about our family. So really think about how can I pull my family together to work as a team? Um, that we can do chores together, we can do family activities together. And now, sometimes I'll even put on a timer for 10, 15 minutes and say, okay, for the next 10 or 15 minutes, we're all going to work as a team, get this living room cleaned up. It's amazing how that works. Number three, take time to prioritize. So many times the things we really want to do get pushed to the side by things that aren't important, that are just filling our time, filling a day. So every day I ask myself, what's the most important thing I need to do today? And then I jot that down and focus on that. And finally, number four, take time to praise. When I focus on God, when I thank him for all the things in my life, when I thank him for what he's done and what he's provided, I get my mind off of myself and my own problems and instead get it focused on him. So I'm going to have a link to this article in my show notes, but I'm so excited because on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about all these things. We're going to be talking about transforming our minds, focusing our thoughts on the right things, making good decisions. And our guest today is going to share about how changing her mind really changed her life. Um, I'm going to be introducing you to Barb Raveling and she became a Christian 46 years ago but she didn't start gaining victory over her habits and renewing, renewing her minds until 18 years ago. She's an author of some books such as Renewing of the Mind Project and I Don't Deserve a Donut and we're going to be talking about these books in today's podcast but what I love most is just how when she decided to Um, write a truth journal to make decisions and to really turn those lies that she'd be telling herself into truths and focusing on God's word that her life began to change. Her marriage changed, transformed her 
um, eating habits changed. She ended up losing weight. And now she's an author and a life coach. And I just know that you're going to enjoy this time with Barb. So here we go. You're listening to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where we discover what it looks like to follow God and be swept away on the journey of a lifetime. Author of over 70 books, mom of 10, yes, 10, homeschooler and speaker, Trisha Goyer will explore what radical obedience to God's word looks like. It's time to hear from God lovers who've dared to say yes. Listen in to heart-to-heart chats and learn how others overcame doubts and fears. Discover how God used ordinary people to impact others one step at a time. If you're ready to get radical, get going, and make a difference in this world, you're at the right place. Here's your host, prolific writer, world traveler, people lover, and mega nap taker, Trisha Goyer. Well, on Walk It Out today, I have a new friend that I just am excited to get to know a little bit better and then let you get to know about her too. So I have Barb Raveling, and we are going to be talking about all things about healthy habits and changing your mindset and all that good stuff. So welcome, Barb. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you. It's great to be here. I would just love if you would just start by just um, sharing a little bit about yourself with our audience. Well, um, see, I've been married for quite a while, have four kids, retired homeschool mom, and been writing for the last 10 or 12 years in the area of renewing the mind and also doing podcasting and blogging and a few other things like that. I love that. And you mentioned homeschool mom. So I'm in the middle right now of switching out curriculum. So we're finished up for the year (laughs) and now we're getting ready to start again. So all the old stuff is going off the shelf. All the new stuff is coming on and we're going to be getting ready to start here soon again. Um, The kids are not looking forward to that, but I always love just being back on a schedule and getting that all fixed up. So how many years did you homeschool? Oh boy, let's see, eight years between kids. Well, over 20 for sure. <laughs> so wow. I have kids, homeschool them all the way through. And I love that time of year when you're getting ready to homeschool, choosing new curriculum, get started again. I, I mean, I just remember those years with great fondness. Yes. So what made you really want to write the books that you have about renewing of the mind and um, everything that just was really helping people focus on making better decisions? Well, it probably started a long, long before I started writing. I started renewing my mind myself. I was having some problems in our marriage and we were in a little Bible study with another couple. And we thought, well, let's each of us choose something in our marriage to work on. And so I thought I'm going to work on have, you know, getting over my critical spirit. So I started this think positive project. And I thought every time I think of a negative thought about my husband. I'll write down a positive thought right next to it. I'll put it in my little journal. And after a week or two, I realized that a lot of those negative thoughts were actually lies. And I started writing truth to the lies. I called it truth journaling. And it it changed my life so much in the area of my marriage and getting over, you know, letting go of negative emotions um, like annoyance, different things like that, that after a few years of doing it, it, it kind of made me want to start teaching it to others. And as I taught it locally, I thought, I'd like to teach it outside my valley. And in order to teach it outside of my valley, I knew I had to start writing. And so 
that's what made me start writing and, you know, just wanting to help people overcome their bad habits. Uh, I talk about weight loss. I have weight loss Bible studies. And I think it was just gratefulness out of what God had done for me and a desire to help. That's actually why I started writing. And I love what you said there about noticing those negative thoughts and then realizing that they were lies and, and then really combating that with the truth. So can you like um, share like maybe one thought that is pretty common that we find ourselves like just repeating over and over in our mind that really is just a lie that we're believing? Well, well, one of the thoughts that I had when I started writing, because I had such a terrible time even making myself start to write, I'd say it's too hard. I can't do it. And that would almost always be in my journal every time before I started writing. And so then I'd, I'd number, I can't do it. That'd be my first sentence. It's too hard would be my second one. And the truth, I can't do it. I'd say, I can't do it easily. I can't do it perfectly. I can't do it without failing, but I can Mm -hmm. do it. And I can do all things in, in God. He strengthens me. And, um, it's too hard. I mean, it's hard, but it's not too hard. I can do hard things. So that would be just a little bit of example of the ones I started out with when I first started writing. Yeah, those are so good. And I think that's, I mean, we could say that about anything, whether we're wanting to eat better or exercise or start a project or follow a dream. I can't do it. It's too hard. And I just love how you're able to, you know, once we capture those thoughts and write them down, and I've done that before too it's like you can look at them and say okay what is the truth behind this and you know for me um I really struggled after we adopted kids um just really like my house is always a mess and I can't keep up with this I mean those were the thoughts (laughs) over and over again and I actually had a life coach almost um asked me to do the same thing that you mentioned where just write those things down and said my house is a mess but we can work together to you know create systems and it's just like turning your I guess from being a victim, um, turning your mind from being a victim to really being proactive and then doing things about it. So, I I mean, I just love that. I think that's something that everyone can do is just sit down and capture those negative thoughts. Now, you did you do it like on a daily basis or how did you do that? Well, when I first started, um, you know, it was that marriage project. So I made a commitment to do it every time I was annoyed with my husband. So during like a PMS time of a month, that might be four times a day. (laughs) And maybe on other days, you know, I might have some days where I wasn't annoyed with them at all, or maybe once a day. So I kind of just did it whenever that one thing happened when I got annoyed with him. But I've, I've, with other areas of my life, I've, I've done it either like on, okay, I'll do it twice a day, or I'll do it whenever I can't do this thing that I'm trying to do. Um, So it kind of depends on what project I'm working on. Yeah, that is so good. And I love that you did that for a marriage project because it seems like the things that we make us fall in love with our spouse are often the things that annoy us later <laughs> or are difficult to live with. And, right. um, you know, and, and when we get those negative thoughts in our mind, just even those little things, it becomes a big thing, almost like where we don't enjoy being with that person. I've seen so many marriages in our own family and you know, with friends that you, these the people that you thought would never get divorced, get divorced. And it's, it's all based on those thoughts often. I mean, there's other situations, you know, that happens, but so many times um, there is that, those thoughts that just get carried away until we can't even enjoy or love that person that we're with. Yes. I was definitely at that point with my husband when I started truth journaling. I mean, I really just, you know, really didn't even like to be around him. And I was just shocked how much 
those feelings changed in even like two months. So I could just totally see my feelings for him change. And my relationship with God got a lot closer because I started um, depending on God, developed that emotional intimacy with him as he helped me work through everything. I remember there there were a lot of tears involved and a lot of letting it go, letting accepting what I needed to accept. And, and my husband didn't have any terrible things that he was doing. I mean, back in those, when I first started, I thought, oh, he's the bad guy. I'm the good guy in marriage. But as I truth journaled, I realized, wait a minute, I'm a bad guy too. We're both bad guys. I could see my own sin. Uh, and that kind of helped me to repent, helped me to accept him and and I, I didn't require so much of him anymore. He didn't have to be this person that I felt like he had to be. And that freed me up to just really enjoy him and accept him for who he was. And, and it just, I mean, we have a, a good relationship. It's been, I don't know how many years, way over 30 years. I don't know how many. Yeah. <laughs> and God helped me through that period. That was probably like 18 years ago, but if I hadn't made that commitment to truth journal and work on my feelings, um, I certainly would have wanted to get a divorce whether I had or not. Yeah. that, And you, you ended up writing um, the renewing of the mind project. Um, I think that I think it helps so many people that are kind of dealing with struggles, whether it's marriage struggles or parenting struggles. But I love how you said, you know, it could have ended in divorce, but look what happened. And I just love that how, you know, through truth, I mean, your, your marriage was saved. And when did your husband first start to notice that, that things were different? Well, that's really interesting. Cause after just a, a two months, I could tell that I had totally changed my heart towards him. And, I, and I'd say, hey, did you notice I've changed? And he didn't notice. So then I'd have to truth journal again because I was annoyed <laughs> he didn't notice. But it took actually maybe a couple more years for him to really notice. And the interesting thing that happened, he told me this. He said, you know, back when you were always being annoyed with me, I couldn't see my own sin because I, I, I was the bad guy. So it's mm. easy for him to write me off and whenever I brought up something, say, oh, that's just Barb. You know, she's always annoyed with ev everything. But after I started changing and being, you know, a far more kind person, then he was faced to look at himself and see, oh, wait a minute, I guess I do have some problems. So he definitely, I mean, he's really noticed, well, changes in a lot of areas because I also started um, becoming, you know, a little bit more hardworking. I, didn't work very hard. Wasn't I, I lost weight. So he's seen it, see me change in a, a lot of different areas. And even just like being able to write, there's no way I would have been able to do that back in my old days, back when, you know, I was in the heart of homeschooling mom, I was um, a pretty, pretty lazy person, really, I kind of trained my kids to do all the work. And I just kind of lounged around. <laughs> oh, wow. That, that's I mean, I just can see how I mean, it's so easy just to get in these ruts where, you know, we just let those kind of thoughts just control us, whether it's the way we act, the way we talk, the way we think, and then the transformation that happens. And I want to tell you, you mentioned weight loss because I know you have some um, Bible studies, a taste for truth, um, freedom from emotional eating. And then I love this title, I deserve a donut and other lies <laughs> that make you eat. So I would just love to hear more about that part of it because, I mean, it seems like um, these are completely different things, you know, marriage and weight loss, but really it does just go back to our minds and our thoughts. And um, I would just love to hear how that transition happened. 
Oh, yeah, that's that's interesting, too, because after I gained, you know, a, a big change in just a couple months of truth chilling in my marriage, I thought, oh, this is so great. I'll just take two months for every problem in my life, and then I'll just get all shaped <laughs> up in no time. <laughs> well, what it turned out was it took way more than two months to tackle weight loss, because that was that area in my life. I thought, there's no way I'd never get over it. I've been struggling for, I don't know how many years, 20 years, 25 years, maybe. So I started truth journaling about that, had a little bit of success, but then I couldn't make myself truth journal. In fact, I didn't want a truth journal because every time I would truth journal, you know, if I was going to eat some yummy treat, I wouldn't want to eat it anymore. And I wanted to eat those little yummy treats so much that I didn't want a truth journal because I knew it'd make me not want it. So just, it probably took two or three years until I had the discipline to really, okay, I'm going to renew my mind every time before I break my boundaries. You know, I still had treats. It's just I had to learn how to do them in moderation and learn to give up emotional eating. But uh, it did, I mean, it worked. I've been, I lost, I didn't ever have that much to lose. I was more like a gain 25, lose 25 person. Right. But, um, I've been at the same weight now for, I think, about 10 years. And just consistently, I just, you know, don't lose the, don't gain the 20 anymore. So it really did make a big difference. Yeah, that is so good. And, you know, I think, you know, we all have those areas where we struggle. We think like, I'm never going to overcome this. This is just something that I've been dealing with for a while. And then also, you know, going back to, I deserve a donut. It does almost feel like that reward. Like I've had a hard day. I'm with these kids all day. Or, I mean, there's so many things that it's like, I just need this little reward. And we know the right things to do. I mean, anyone living in the United States knows the right thing to do when it comes to um, eating right and exercising. But it is, it comes down to, do I want to do it? Do I want to make that sacrifice? And um, I love how truth journaling, you know, really got you focused in the right way. So do you, I mean, you mentioned being the, you know, the healthy weight for 10 years now, is it still a struggle or is it something that you've just learned to overcome? No, I would say if the struggle maybe was a 10 on a scale, one to 10 before it's a two or three now. So it's not that I don't ever feel like overeating or emotional eating. I do sometimes, but it's a really low grade struggle Mm -hmm. and it's not continuous. So it doesn't feel like before it's just this controlling force in my life. It just felt overwhelming that really there's no way I could overcome it. And that was even after I'd seen God come in and change me in other areas, you know, like in my marriage, if I hadn't seen that happen, I wouldn't believe in the process that really could happen with my weight. But um, yeah, it did happen. And yeah, no, it's definitely not that I'm like this perfect person. You like somebody who's naturally skinny, who forgets about food. Yeah. <laughs> I become that person. I don't understand that at all. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's a low, it's just a kind of a small part of my life. I now. love that. Yeah. Okay, so looking at your website, and we talk about, you know, breaking habits and losing weight. Um, There's another part that I would love, and we talked about pursuing goals, too, when you talked about your writing, but living in peace. So how has, you know, the truth journaling and how have this transformation in your life helped you to find peace and to live in peace in ways that maybe you hadn't before? Well, I think it's really helped me a lot in letting go of negative emotions because, I think it's easy for things to happen. I think, you know, all of us women struggle with this. Like you might have a conversation with a friend. You think, oh, no, she thinks I'm whatever or no, or you regret something or you're annoyed with somebody or you're worried about your kids. 
And it's so easy for those thoughts to take hold of us and we can't let them go. And then the emotions keep getting worse and worse throughout the day. And so truth journaling has helped with that. Also, what I noticed when I truth journal for insecurity is you couldn't always tell the truth. So I'd say things like, my friend thinks I'm blah, blah, or she hates blah, blah. Well, we don't really know for sure what our friend thinks, right? So I started thinking of some questions I could ask rather than doing truth journaling for insecurity. And then as I looked at those questions and I, and I saw that they really did help me get over my insecurity, I thought, well, oh, I could write these questions for all kinds of areas. So I started writing for all the other notions. And then I started writing them for habits. I wrote them for weight loss. And then I was teaching a Bible study at a friend's house um, with some teenagers. And this boy at the Bible study said, you should make an app with these questions. You could call it iBarb. And so <laughs> I laughed, but I had a friend, a son who was getting into computer programming, app programming, and he needed a project to get started with. So he made an app for me. So that I Deserve a Donut is also an app. So it has a lot of questions on it as another way to renew your mind and, um, you know, help you let go of those negative emotions. And like the Renewing the Mind Project, it has habits, questions. And I'm actually writing a procrastination Bible study right now, too, that I should be able to um, probably be out this fall. And so it has questions, too, to, to help you, um, you know, work on the goals and that sort of thing. I love that. So what are some of these questions that you kind of found, like these are the gold nuggets? Because it sounds like you found some really good gold nuggets that can help in so many areas. Oh, gee, I don't, I don't know if I remember them because I, I have different questions for each one. So like say the I Deserve a Donut app, that one's focused both on letting go of the emotions. So it's caused mm -hmm. emotional eating and also um, letting go of the lies that make us eat. So like say if I'm feeling like I deserve a donut, there'll be one set of questions for that. And if I'm feeling like, oh, these cookies will make me feel better or this hamburger, then I have a set of questions for that. So the all the questions are based on what we're thinking. Oh, okay. And I have a terrible memory. So even though I use those questions all the time, <laughs> that's the moment that's I can't okay. remember them. <laughs> that's okay. But I just yeah. love that there are things that you can really dwell on and, and say, you know, do I really need this at this time? Or is this good for me? Or um, is this going to be helpful for me? I mean, all the things I think those questions just get us to stop and, and think about what's really happening and what we really need in the moment. And I think so many times the emotions are so overwhelming that we don't know how to deal with them. And, you know, adopting kids from foster care, one of the things I learned is first to figure out what the emotions are and to label them and to talk about them. And, you know, with the kids just saying, you are angry or you are frustrated or you are, you know, upset or whatever it is, it's just labeling those things and opening up the conversation kind of like so helps you be able to deal with the emotions. Because uh, sometimes we're just in that emotional part of our brain and we're just, um, you know, just have those desires, whether it's a desire to eat a donut or a desire to punch your sister in the face, <laughs> I mean, whatever it is. Um, but like really talk, stopping and talking about it and thinking about it and asking questions, I think that really just gets moves it from the emotional brain into the thinking brain where we can make better choices instead of just dealing with those emotions. Right. That's true. Yeah. And as you were talking, I remembered one question I have for um, anger is, can you control this person? And I think a lot of times we want to control people. And if we realize we can't control them, then that helps um, ease our emotion right there. I mean, there's a whole bunch of set of questions. Why are you annoyed with them? Sometimes just recognizing why we're doing something that helps. Or um, like I think I have pride or judgment questions that might say, 
Um, oh, I can't even remember. I wish I could. I'm sorry. That's I can't okay. remember. But something about, you know, are you better than this person? It's just, I guess what it does is the questions remind us of the truth and help us see life from a biblical perspective and even help us have a conversation with God about that situation. It's almost like they can be conversation starters, questions that will, will help us kind of have a structure to talk to God about whatever it is we're going through. So. Yeah, very good. I like that a lot. And I think it does, it gets us thinking about it instead of just getting carried away with the emotions. Right. Mm -hmm. That's so good. So now that you, you mentioned that you're um, starting a new book, what was that new book that you've mentioned or that you're currently writing? Oh, it's Procrastination Bible Study. And actually, I'm teaching a class on it right now with the final copy just to, to see if it works, if there's anything I need to tweak. But I'm hoping to to have that out by the fall, I think. That is so good. Okay, so procrastination. Um, I think everyone deals with procrastination <laughs> in some area. How, what are some of the areas that you think uh, like people um, are, have the biggest struggle when it comes to procrastination? Well, a lot of women tell me they, they procrastinate with housework and then they just mm. get overwhelmed by that. I think paperwork is a big area. A lot of times habits and goals. So we might, you know, do well with the regular things of daily life. But if we want to, you know, if there's some big goal or dream we have, we kind of procrastinate that because we don't know how to do it. So we procrastinate with things we don't feel like we can do, things um, we don't want to do, right? <laughs> things we're afraid to do. So there's a lot, a lot of different areas. I think everybody procrastinates in some area at least. Yeah. I always tell people... I like just tell me to sit down and write a book and I could do that. But like, if you want me to like train for a half marathon or I don't know, just even a 5k, like forget it. Like that is just something I don't want to do. Like don't, I want to walk around the block. I don't want to jog, but yeah, I could sit down and throw two, not two chapters in a novel, you know, no problem. And I think there are those areas that um, some things are easier that we like doing some things that we know, even if they're the right thing or good things, are harder and then we just kind of push those things to the side right or, or they're super um super boring or you know they're gonna cramp our lifestyle so yeah it's easy to put those things off yeah so as you're going through um you know you talk about the the bible study that you're working through on procrastination um what are some of the key you know their thoughts or scriptures or stuff that really that you found have helped people as they're going through this bible study well, I think it helps just to recognize what you're believing. You know, I, I've divided it into five main chapters. One is it's not important. Second one, I don't want to do it. I can't do it. I'm too overwhelmed to do it. And I'm too afraid to do it. Mm -hmm. And I, I use different people in the Bible to kind of bring those concepts across. Like jo um, Jonah is my, my I don't want to do it person. And then Moses leading the Israelites out of Egypt. You know, there's all kinds of examples there for, you know, I can't do it. It's hard. You know, a lot of times we just think life should be easy mm -hmm. and we don't realize that, you know, when you try and do something new and hard, you're going to be uncomfortable. You're going to fail. It's not going to go well, but we just, you know, we've got to learn how to push through those things and rely on God and, and he'll help us go, but he won't make it easy. He won't usually just snap or snap his fingers and give it to us. We've got to kind of work with him on it. That's so good. Cause you know, when it comes to Moses, I always think about like he was obeying God, 
but he still had to deal with all the whiny people. <laughs> like, right. All that's the right. complainers and the grumblers. And it's like, really, God? Like, couldn't you have made it easier? Like, if you're calling into this, like, make it easy. <laughs> make <laughs> right. It simpler. That's right. Yeah, and again, we, even with going back to, to adoption, because this is like the big thing in our lives for over the last, you know, five years, we've adopted seven kids. And it's like, okay, we adopted them. They have a home now. Now I want everyone to have good attitudes and be able to pick up <laughs> after themselves. And, and that doesn't happen. But no. God doesn't call us just so it'd be easy, he, you know, and it is completely out of our comfort zone, which I think that I think that's one of the, I don't know, the hardest things people deal with, whether it is pursuing a dream or following God is like it is taking us out of our comfortable happy place but God doesn't ask us to stay there right I remember when my sister didn't have kids and she was asking me about what life was like with kids and I said well I wouldn't say it's like more fun necessarily but it's just way richer and Mm -hmm. it's so worth it it's hard to describe and I'm sure you know that's how you feel with your kids because life with kids isn't always easy but I think it's like that, too, when we try hard things with God. Yeah, maybe our life isn't going to be as easy as, as it used to be, and maybe we're going to go through way more struggles than we would have otherwise. But just the richness of it, the richness of growing with God and doing something we haven't done before, there's just so much value to that. Yeah, and seeing God show up and help us when we get to the end of ourselves. Because, you know, when he's calling us to these things, he's not saying, okay, I want you to go do this really hard thing for me. Have fun. I'll see you on the other side. But, you know, as we're going along, it's like we're in step with him and we're discovering just who he is in new ways that we had never seen before and known before. Or, you know, there's a lot of things that I think we can tackle on our own. And it's only after we get in there when we realize, like, I am so way over my head that we do see God in new and different ways. And that just makes it worth it when we're like, wow, God, you are right here in the middle of this mess, in the middle of this hard stuff, and you're showing up big time. And it's this whole new, deeper relationship that we never would have experienced with God if we had stayed in our comfort zone. That's right. And another interesting thing, too, is that we have different temptations to sin when we go into those new uh, uncomfortable areas. So mm-hmm. we might struggle with things that we didn't struggle back before we tried this new thing. And it's kind of like, oh, God, look at me. I'm struggling with this new sin temptation. <laughs> but, you know, God knew all along that if we went into that area, we were going to struggle with it. You know, just think of Jonah at the end of Jonah. But that doesn't mean he doesn't want to want us to go through it it just means okay I'm just gonna we'll help you we'll grow in your character even though you didn't see that part of you before it was always there it's just revealed now in this new trial so it's just interesting how he helps us through things and helps us to grow and mature and also just gives us the joy of walking with the Holy Spirit as we go through those things yeah that's so good I talk about all the time when I speak at homeschool conferences about um, anger and I talk about the kids anger and I said and then there's my anger and I never thought I was an angry mom until we had these very angry kids in our home because you know our three biological kids I mean they weren't perfect but they were a lot easier and there wasn't they didn't have big anger issues so I didn't have any reason for my anger to sprout up but then when we had kids you know screaming in my face and yelling in my face I found myself yelling back and like what in the world where is this coming from but you're right it's like God's there like I know it's in there we need to work on you can overcome this with my help but it it takes getting into that hard place and really seeing ourselves for who we are 
for us to turn to God and like, okay, here we go. Something else I need your help with some character training. I need, you know, going on in my heart. And, and he's so faithful that he's there and he just shows up um, even when we are in those challenges. And when we see parts of our characters that we may not like. Yeah, that's right. And, and he's not condemning us. And I think those things are natural too. I find a lot of times women will condemn themselves for those things, mm-hmm. but when I talk to everybody, we all struggle with the same thing. So it's natural to struggle with it. And it's, it's wonderful to be able to go to God for, for help with it and then see, see us ourselves change and mature, maybe not over the course of a week, but when you look back a year or two and see how you change that, that's pretty, pretty nice too. Very satisfying. Yeah, it is. And that's a good example for our kids to see us like when we are messing up that we can turn to God and he helps us and we can change. Like we don't have to stay in those places with those, you know, bad attitudes or whatever happens to be that God is there for all of our struggles. And I think sometimes, you know, we try to almost put on a show for our kids, like we're doing things, you know, perfectly or look at me, but really when they see us struggle and then turn to God and overcome, I mean, that's what, you know, what they can turn to when they struggle in their own lives. And I think that will make a huge difference when, you know, I come back and I apologize or I explain my struggle and how God helped me. I think it is growing opportunities for our kids too. Yeah, I think so too. And a good testimony to them because I think it's as much of a testimony to them or even more so if they see us grow and they, they knew, Oh, mom used to be like that. That used to really bug me, but Oh, look at mom's growing. She's changing. So yeah, I agree. That's a great testimony to the kids. And I love that. Okay, so we're going to wrap it up here, but I would just love, okay, someone is saying, okay, I definitely need to sit down and, and journal my thoughts and, you know, write down truths. What maybe couple steps that they can take as they, we end this podcast that they can um, really do for themselves even today? Well, I, I think I have two different types of truth journaling. The easiest one is probably just to say, okay, what's making me feel this way and write down those sentences. And then just look at those sentences one at a time and say, what's the truth to them? And I actually have a couple of videos on how to truth journal mm-hmm. at my website, barbraveling.com. They can look under the Renewing the Mind tools and find those. And then also the I Deserve a Donut app, that's free. So that's a really easy way to break into Renewing the Mind with some of those things. And also there's lots of Bible verses under each emotion and you know, the different reasons we overeat too. So you can apply that uh, that little app also to breaking habits. So it doesn't have to be just for eating. Great. And it, what is uh, the app called? Um, I deserve a donut. Yeah. That's I deserve perfect. a donut on both Android and iOS. Awesome. Yeah. There's so much here. Um, I'm at your website right now. Just even click on renew your mind and there's um, tools and projects drawing closer to God transformation one-on-one. I mean, I just love that you have provided so many resources that make it so easy for people. So thank you for doing that. And we'll put the, link for sure in the show notes that they can um, check it out. And I think this has just been so encouraging for me today. Maybe think of some things that I need to really sit down and and truth (laughs) journal over. But I think that's what, I mean, that's what we do, right? Iron sharpens iron. We talk to each other, we get encouraged, we inspire each other. Um, So I just thank you so much, Barb, for doing that with us today. Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me on the podcast, Trisha. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Okay, I'm encouraged to renew my mind. Um, I'm already planning, got my little journal out. I'm going to start a truth journal. You know, this is something that I've done in the past, 
but it's so easy to let our minds wander, to get focused on the wrong things, to let those negative thoughts spin around and around. Um, one illustration I heard before is it's like a dirt bike going on a muddy path, and as we go around and around on the same trail, we just keep sinking deeper and deeper, and that's what we get stuck in our muddy negative thoughts. And I love the idea of just renewing our mind, of putting the truth down, writing down scripture, confirming what God says instead of what our emotions are telling us. So today's walk it out verse, and this is in the NIV version, the New International Version, is Romans 12, 2. Of course, this has to be the walk it out verse today, right? Um, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And it's so true that we can't follow God and do the things he's asking us to do. We cannot walk it out. We cannot do radical things. We cannot take these steps of faith if we are stuck in the mud, if our minds are stuck there on the negative things, if we're just going round and round in circles. But God tells us to be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Our minds are transformed, our bodies can be transformed, our lives can be transformed when we take the time to renew those thoughts, to focus on the truth instead of lies. And so let me just pray for all of us today. God, it is so easy to get into the pattern of this world, to think about these things that the world says is important instead of focusing on what you say is important. And God, so many times I found myself bogged down by the things that I have to do this day, the worries, the concern, the work project, the kids, the messiness, the just the dailiness of life. I just get bogged down and I think to myself again, I can't do this. This is too hard. No one appreciates me. I mean, I'm sure every one of us um, thinks the same type of thing. Every listener out there thinks that, Lord. And I pray instead that you will help us renew our minds. You will help us to put down those negative things and instead look at the positive things and how we can transform our minds. And then as we do that, we will step out in faith and in truth and that you will be there with us every step of the way. As we step out into this transforming life, you don't leave us. It's not like you say, okay, there you go. Have fun. I hope you survive. But no, God, you are there every step of the way and we discover you in new ways. So I pray for every listener now. I pray that they will seek ways to renew their mind and consider their own prayer, uh, faith and truth journals. I thank you for always being with us, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning into Walk It Out. I love having you here a part of this program. Be sure to share it with a friend. It is so encouraging when I know that you got something out of our podcast and you told your friend, hey, you need to check out what Trish is up to over there um, on this podcast today. I love that. That is very encouraging to me. So share it with a friend. And I'm so excited that you have given a part of your day and your heart and your time to this podcast. I pray that you will be blessed. Thanks for listening to Walk It Out. Head over to the show notes for this podcast and all past episodes at www.walkitoutpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with someone you know who can make a radical difference in the world. We love new friends. See you next time.